with that, I'd like to welcome again to the podium Archbishop Jagels, and his second talk is titled The Great Commission and Us. <laughs> Or not. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure it's related. So think of. <laughs> so what what I want to to share now is related to what I presented before, with regard to the gospel of the hand. Um, we, as followers of Jesus, are meant to evangelize. This is not just the work of the bishop or the priests who collaborate with him or the religious and deacons who work so closely in the mission of the church. If you are a follower of Jesus, then you have the burden, if you want to put it that way, of evangelization. And evangelization can be done in a number of different ways, you know, in a pulpit or, or at a, a, you know, a lectern in a classroom um, or, you know, on the street, uh, maybe holding up pocket gospels and handing them out to the passers-by. Uh, this is, you know, street preaching among Catholics uh, is something that is becoming more and more common uh, in different parts of the United States, at least. Uh, it's our, our uh, Protestant brethren, that's something that a lot of them have done for a long time. And I remember I was in the college seminary in Kentucky and uh, always heard stories of Father Ralph. I believe he was a priest in the Diocese of Owensboro, which there was a lot of the, the, the Appalachians were part of that diocese. And, and he, would, he had a truck and a boat that were fit out with a, a, a pulpit and a, a loudspeaker system. And he would go up and down rivers and, and the hollers of, of Backroads, Kentucky, and, and preach the full gospel of Christ as it is taught by the Catholic Church. So evangelization can be done in ways like that, or it can be done in, let's say, much more quiet ways. Um, the Second Vatican Council, the, the bishops there, talked about the apostolate of the laity. Now, those who aren't religious or, or deacons or priests, the laity who still have uh, uh, the duty to evangelize, this is their apostolate to bring the light of Christ where you live where you work, where you go to school, where anywhere where life is passed. Um, and to perhaps do it without even opening your mouths, you know, because some of us, I don't know, there's something about being baptized a Catholic, it kind of closes your mouth. <laughs> Whether it's to talking publicly about Jesus or singing in church. Um, but so it's, it's something that can be done without even speaking. And in fact, sometimes uh, the, the example, the witness of our lives is much more powerful than our words. 
Put another way, our words fall on deaf ears. If they are not partnered with, you know, supported by our deeds. Which is what I want to talk about now. People will listen <clears throat> to our five-finger message of the good news. So, Pinky, you don't have to say it out loud, but think in your heads, do I remember what that is? Small, weak, useless, I need help. I need a savior. The ring finger, my savior came. Divinity was wedded, espoused with humanity in the person of Jesus, taking on flesh, flesh that could be raised up and nailed to the cross to pay the debt for my sin and raised up from the grave in order to open the gates of heaven for me. My index finger, and I received the invitation to, to repent, believe, to be baptized, to save yourself from this corrupt generation. Get out of there. People will listen to our five-finger message of the good news, but are usually only convinced of its truth and value if we communicate the message also by the way we live it in the flesh. A way of life. A way of life that I like to refer to as kingdom living. So if, if this hand and the message that is associated with these five fingers might be called pinky power, this hand and the fingers on it and the message associated with, these, with each is kingdom living. Which does not mean that we live like kings and queens. <laughs> but it means that we live under God, in obedience to Jesus, who is the ruler of our lives, Christ our King. You know, uh, I'm sure it's not the case here, uh, but I sometimes receive messages, letters, emails, whatever, communications from people um, who usually they do this if they're going to be critical of me. And, and it's critical because I've said something um, that they don't necessarily like. And oftentimes it has to do with immigration. And, but their criticism is ruled by politics, and not by the gospel. And I, I'm a political person. I mean, I've voted ever since I was 18 years old, 10 years ago. And <laughs> you know, and I, I follow the campaigns, and boy, this one has been a doozy. <clears throat> and, and I vote. But what rules my life is not a, a political party or a political platform or a political candidate or even one who's elected, but the one who rules my life is Jesus and his good news and what he asks of me as his follower. 
So what does kingdom living look like? How do we know if we're living it? How can we give witness? How can we evangelize by the example of our lives, maybe not even having to open our mouths? And so I would like to explain, this is the way it worked for me, and I can remember it. Remember, half Simers. So I use the fingers on the other hand to, to remember and to teach kingdom living. So, if our pinky, you know, our smallest, weakest, pretty much useless finger, represents that we are the poor of God, we are helpless to save ourselves, we need a savior, then this, the pinky on this finger, the first pinky, the pinky of kingdom living, is a reminder to practice daily prayer. Daily prayer. Because, you know, there's a, a lot of different ways that we can pray. You probably heard this explained to you before. If you take the word acts, like the acts of the apostles, I don't know how to say, pronounce that so that it sounds different than the thing that you chop wood with, but the A-C-T-S, um, it's an acronym for different kinds of prayer. A, adoration. C, contrition. T, thanksgiving. S, supplication. And I would imagine that most of us spend a lot of our time in prayer in supplication. And this is a good manifestation or good expression of prayer that is inspired by the knowledge I am small, I am weak, I am pretty much helpless by myself, I need Savior. And so what do we do? We fall on our knees and help me. Help me. And, you know, even contrition that's another prayer of supplication. Have mercy on me. And the other two are responses to God and his answer to our prayers. Thanksgiving. Even before we know, even before we know the answer to our prayer, we pray in thanksgiving. I remember years ago, um, Somebody made a presentation on this uh, a devotional practice where you pray for nine days. And, I, I, and it's been so long ago, I don't remember what. There was a set of prayers. You pray for nine days in supplication for, you know, this intention. So I was living in Nebraska at the time, and I'm, so I'm sure it was, you know, nine days of prayer that the Huskers may, you know, <laughs> be national champions. And at the end of the nine days of supplication, you begin nine days of thanksgiving for the answer to my prayer, which could be no, or it could be all right, but not just yet, or it could be yes. So even thanksgiving is a, you know, is a, a related to supplication. Prayers. To pray each day. Pray with 
sacred scriptures. I, I, I don't know, I've passed thousands of these out since I've been here. I probably buy um, two or three thousand of them a year and, and, and pass them out principally at confirmations. And I don't have it in, in this particular one, but I also include a, a confession guide, an examination of conscience, encouraging people to, uh, to, to go to confession, but I, I don't want to say more about that because that's another finger. Um, and it also has a guide uh, for Lexio Divina, which is a Latin word for really it means like divine or holy reading, an approach to reading prayerfully sacred scripture. Uh, another great practice of prayer can be daily prayer is daily mass. Or if you can't make it to daily mass, to, to stop in a church and, and spend a moment, uh, many moments, an hour, whatever, in adoration of the Eucharist. Whether Jesus is, you know, the Eucharistic Lord is reserved in the tabernacle or exposed in a monstrance on the altar. I am small, I am poor, I am weak, I am the poor of God. I need help, help me, daily prayer. If the ring finger represents the espousal of divinity with humanity, then the ring finger on kingdom living reminds us to weekly Sunday worship at Holy Mass and a worthy reception of Holy Communion. As I said before, this, this is the pledge of eternal life. The, the common union that this gift effects between ourselves and God and ourselves and, and all others who receive this, this is just <clears throat> a foretaste, a, a, a preparation if you were in Italy, they would say, this is the antipasto. Eh, poi veniamo pasta, e poi carne, verdure, e al fine il duo del dolce. Sì, sì. Non si può finire senza la dolce. This, that Holy Communion, is the, the closest, most intimate union that we can have with God this side of heaven. And so we make plans to go to Sunday Mass and to prepare ourselves to receive Holy Communion. This isn't something that we work in around our other plans. Our other plans, you know, taking you to a whatever, a, you know, a soccer match, you know, in, in uh, Lake Okaboji. Now that plan is governed by, well, we can't go because there's no other opportunity for us to go to Sunday Mass. No other opportunity for us to worship. No other opportunity for us to receive the gifts that God wants to give to us in, in the gathering of the faithful, in the prayers and the singing. So, if there is singing, sing. 
you're young enough, so I'm going to give this message to you now. Don't you grow up thinking that if I sing in church, people are going to question my masculinity. No. I mean, I'll tell you what. You know, so after ordination, uh, I, the homily at ordination, uh, because Father Aaron, his parents are back there, and his brother, because Father Aaron needs this, my, my homily was on kindness. He's an ogre. If you've met him, he's an ogre. <laughs> so my homily was on kindness and how this is an expression of mercy and this is how we, we walk in imitation of Christ. And so after Mass, I'm, I'm walking over to the, to the rectory to give him his first assignment and this guy comes running after me, Archbishop, Archbishop. I thought, oh boy, you know, what did I do? What did I say? You know? And he comes up to me and he says, do you listen to country music? No. <laughs> and then he said, well, you ought to listen to this song by Tim McGraw, who happens to be a guy, <laughs> and who is very famous and wealthy, I'm sure, because what does he do for a living? He sings. So they were say, he was saying, oh, you've got to listen to this song by Tim McGraw called Humble and Kind. Never heard of it before, so I, I googled it, and it's nice. <laughs> no, no, it is, it is. So uh, the prayers and the singing and and the the proclamation of the of the of the word of God in the scriptures, the the gift of self that we're invited to do. This is a whole nother talk, but my opinion. The two most important parts of the celebration of Holy Mass, the first most important part is the collection. <laughs> most people laugh when I say that, but I say it with dead seriousness, and I say it not because, so then we can get more money and what, no! I would say it even if we were meeting in a tent outside. And I was walking by foot from Dubuque to Cedar Rapids and back up to Waverly and Mason City. It's crucial for what happens afterwards. Again, another talk. The second most important part of the Mass, unfortunately, some people don't know that this is part of the Mass, because they got a soccer match to get to up in Lake Okoboji. And so they leave after receiving Holy Communion, and they're not there for the dismissal, when the priest or the deacon says, Go! In, in, in Latin. So our English missal is translated from the Latin. The Latin says, Ite! Misa est! Go! It's a command. It's the imperative form. You go. Misa asks, you are sent. What? To bring the good news, to share everything that you received during the celebration of Holy Mass, to take it and share it with those with whom you live or work or go to school or wherever you live your lives. So, ring finger. This represents God's espousal with man in the person of Jesus. It also represents and reminds us of our need 
on Sunday to go to Holy Mass and there prepare ourselves to receive worthily Holy Communion in order to be espoused, united, one with God. Our middle finger, if it can be um, used to represent Jesus being raised up on the cross to pay the price for our sins and raised up from the grave to open up the gates of heaven for us, then it also can represent our need to go to confession, and I would say at least once a month, once a day to pray, once a week to worship at Holy Mass, once a month to go to confession. Especially if we know we've committed a mortal sin, if in that case, as soon as we become aware of it, to, to run, not walk, to the nearest priest and, and, and go to confession. But even if we're not conscious of committing a mortal sin, once a month to go to confession. Frankly, I don't know of the seven sacraments, I don't know of one that is more powerful to affect holiness in us more than the sacrament of reconciliation, going to confession. Um, and I, I am aware of what the Eucharist is and that what is offered to the recipient, recipient of Holy Communion, but I'm also aware how easy it is for us to, to get up and to move forward and to receive Holy Communion without really a lot of awareness. Something that you cannot do if you go to confession. You cannot go to confession with the same absent-mindedness as sometimes we might go to receive Holy Communion. The benefits, the spiritual benefits of a monthly confession, what? A review of life. That's, in and of itself, is beneficial. Father Jack is going to be upset with me because hopefully, as a result of this, he will be spending, you know, an, all day in the confessional instead of, you know, whatever it is, but... You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so even just the, the review of life, how am I living my life? Am I living my life under God? Am I imitating the mind and heart of Christ, the, the humility and charity of Christ, the forgiveness and service of Christ? Second, to, which is why whenever I celebrate Mass and we have the penitential rite, I always use the, the confidior. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, for a number of reasons. It, I have to say, I confess my fault. And I confess that I'm aware. And I confess not only to God, but, but to you. My offense, my fault offends God and you. And I am sorry, whether it is, you know, by, by omission or commission, it's my fault, my fault, my most grievous fault. You know, sometimes spouses sit next to each other. I'm, 
I think their spouse is just the way they, they interact. You know, they reach over, through your fault, your fault, your fault. <laughs> and, and then, you know, going to confession, actually telling another person. You know, if you're involved in 12 steps, I understand this is a most significant step among the 12 to tell another. Not just keep it to yourself, you know, oh, well, I go to confession to God. That's good enough. I don't need to use the intermediary of a priest. Yes. For this to have its full effect, yes. If you don't believe it, go watch daytime TV. So when I, when I go on my fourth commandment trip, you know what that is. I go out to California to visit my mother. You know, by God's commandment, that's the only reason I'd do it. No, 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 I love my mother. So, you know, and my mom sometimes watches daytime TV and, and you, you know, they have these talk shows and people get on these talk shows and, and on national television, you know, to Oprah, they tell their deepest, darkest, dirtiest secrets. And they, you know, I would imagine that they at least get paid for it. If not, they feel better for it. But we have the advantage of telling, not Oprah, but something much better, a priest who, who sits or stands as an intermediary of Jesus and bestows the mercy of Jesus, and unlike national television, can't tell anybody else. And then the, the grace of pardon that we receive, the sacramental grace that we receive, and the, the impulse. <coughs> you know, so you killed the Pope for your penance, say three Hail Marys. All right, so, but this is just, this is just to get you started. Don't you think that saying three Hail Marys is going to, you know, satisfy justice, is going to make up for the harm that you've done to others or to society? It's just to get you started. Wow! Untold benefits. Just from preparing to celebrate this sacrament once a month to receive, to, to, to go to confession. If the index finger can be used as a summons, an invitation to believe, then it can also be used as a teacher would use. I, I taught high school for a, a number of years, and oftentimes, you know, you, I would use my finger to indicate something of significance on the board or in a book, or you, you know. If this represents the invitation to come and believe, it also represents our need, a reminder of our need to study in order to understand what we believe. I don't remember, was it St. Augustine? Just go like this, Father Jack. Okay. <laughs> St. Augustine, who said that faith seeks understanding. You know, it, it is not enough for, for us to...
Just believe and then never ask, well, what does this mean? Uh, and, and, and then never look for the answer. It's not enough. Sometimes, you know, we celebrate confirmation, you know, uh, different ages, but here locally it's, it's mostly in high school and oftentimes at whatever age, a lot of people who are confirmed and especially their parents think, wee, this is graduation, you know, and off comes their caps and they in celebration. Their graduation, the end of their need to study. No, it is not. And here's why not. Because of the danger. So you grow up to be an adult and you live in an adult world and there are all kinds of adult issues and questions and problems. Take this, this electoral cycle. So you live in an adult world and you're faced with the issues that are, are very much a part of this electoral cycle and, and you, you start, you have to, I have to think about them. But if my faith is at a, let's say, an elementary level, because I stopped studying, learning, inquiring, asking questions and seeking answers, then looking at this adult issue with childish faith, I will soon conclude, well, faith is a thing for children. Not for adults. So, oh, I, I, I might give it a nod on Sunday because it's what, you know, upstanding members in the community do. It's good for business for them to see me in church on Sunday. But it has nothing to do with life on Monday. That, that's what most people conclude. That's a thing for children. It, it was in the past when I was a child. Uh, I can maybe, you know, do something on Sunday. No to study, to read the scriptures, to study the catechism. You know, there, we are blessed in this day and age, whether it's the stuff that's out here in the lobby or stuff that is on the radio or stuff that's on TV like EWTN or, um, or what you can find on the internet. There's a lot of bad stuff on the internet, but there's also a lot of good stuff. You can go listen to Tim McGraw sing <laughs> humble and kind, you know, or um, we, we're, we're lucky we've got a lot of resources that have not been um, so accessible and available uh, in the past. Finally, a thumb. If it can mean, you know, get out of there, you know, save yourself from this corrupt generation. Live in the world. You can't avoid that, but don't live of the world. Live under the kingdom of God, the kingship of Christ. Then the thumb on the kingdom living hand can correspondingly, you know, like we, we do if you're hitchhiking, which is not something you should be doing, okay? All right? On your way to Lake Okoboji. You know. But, you know, going my way, are you going my way? That thumb used to remind ourselves that by the witness of our lives, a, a different way of life, we invite people to go our way. 
It represents our job as witnesses to ask others if they want to go our way and then to teach this way of life to them. God made us to, to know, love, and serve Him so as to be happy with Him in this world and in the next, and God made us to help others do the same. The bishop who ordained me always used to say, no one goes to heaven <clears throat> alone. you got to take somebody with you. And the bait on this hook, going my way, the bait on this hook is, I think, more than any eloquent word, our love for and service of others, especially the poor and victims of injustice. When we do good to others and share our gifts with others, expecting nothing in return, people become curious and ask, why are you doing that? Uh, one presentation I was giving, I, I, I made reference to when I was in college at the University of Nebraska. Bow your head. <laughs> I lived off campus in an apartment building, and the manager of the apartment was this lady who was the single mother of an adult child. He was at least my age, if not older. And one winter overnight, there was this huge snowstorm, you know, whatever, a foot or two of snow was dumped. Uh, and I'd got to go to class or work, I can't remember which, and, but there was no way to get to the street. Um, so I grabbed the shovel that was outside and I started scooping the walk. And I was just about done when she came out. I don't know if it was, you know, she waited, you know, and, <laughs> but, you know, so I was just scooping, and she goes, wait, 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 I, I can't pay you. I said, well, I, I, I don't want any payment. So why are you doing this? Jesus? <laughs> there was a need. And, and there was apparently no other way for the need to be met except for me to pick up the shovel and scoop it. For love of Jesus, I see a need and I respond. This is, you know, one of our, one of our priorities for living as followers of Christ in the Archdiocese of Dubuque have identified as living stewardship as a way of life. And a lot of people, when they hear stewardship, they think of, of money, just like when I mentioned the collection as the most important part, you were thinking, oh yeah, he just wants more money. But stewardship, stewardship is a way of life that teaches us, I do not own anything. Whether you're talking about the jingle in your pocket, the clothes on your back, the roof over your head, the car in which you drove here, the, your, your body, your life, nothing. I own nothing. All is on loan from God. And my relationship to whatever it is, I am a steward, or using another word, a manager, an administrator, a, a caretaker. 
It's not mine to do with as I please, but I go and, and, and look to the owner and say, how shall this be employed <coughs> for your glory and for the benefit of others? And the owner says, all right, so what I gave to you, the roof over your head, the food on your table, the jingle in your pocket, clothes on your back, the, the strength that you have or the, or the brain that you have in order to make that living and afford all those things, well, that's first of all for you to provide you with those things that are needed to live in human dignity. And then for you to help provide those things for those who are dependent upon you. Children, or it could be, you know, people like my mother, now 87, although she's not dependent on anyone. others who are dependent on us and then also without exclusion also to be shared to help the mission of the church and to respond to the needs of the poor that's stewardship as a way of life this this is not somebody mentioned CEW that's a it's a great thing if you choose to go on that weekend or, you know, I don't know what a marriage encounter, let's say, would be. Oh, you know, I like it. Eh, it doesn't do anything for me. Stewardship is not like that. If we are Christians, we are stewards. Really. If, even, you don't even have to be a Christian. If you're a human being, you are a steward, an administrator, a caretaker. This is one of the fundamental principles that Pope Francis employed in that document, Laudato Si. We are caretakers of this, our common home. Not owners. To do with, what we, you know, with it as we please. Misuse it, abuse it, waste it, that, you know. It's mine, I can do. No, no, no. The bait on the hook is our love for others service of others, especially the poor and victims of injustice. I believe that when we do good to others and share our gifts, expecting nothing in return, they become curious and ask why. And really, you don't have to say anything else but Jesus. In a nutshell, this is the kingdom living hand. Once a day to pray. Once a week to worship at Holy Mass and prepare to receive communion worthily. Once a month to celebrate the sacrament of confession. These two are not related to any, you know, once a day, once a week, once a month, as needed or all the time, ongoing to study, to seek to understand what it is that we believe, if not just for our benefit, but also for the benefit of somebody else who asks a, a question as we're at work or you're, you're playing cards and in between time to say, you know, what's up with this? You know, why do Catholics do that or don't do this? And that we would have an answer to make and to witness by a life that is 
imbued with mercy. Now you put those two hands together. Because they do, they... I, I can't really... <laughs> the fingers on both hands, they correspond. The fingers on, on the pinky power correspond to the fingers on kingdom of kingdom living. They, they mirror one another. I have need, so I pray. God espoused himself to me and now offers me an opportunity to espouse myself to him in Holy Communion. God died for me on the cross and raised from the grave to open up the gates of heaven for me. And I am in need of being washed in the blood of the Lamb, not only at my baptism, but St. Catherine of Siena referred to confession as a second baptism, once again to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Second, third, I don't know, I'm probably on my 470,000-third uh, baptism. The invitation to believe the invitation to study in order to understand what I believe. The exhortation, get out of there, which corresponds to a way of life that just the very witness of it draws people to inquire and to follow. Putting those hands together, I think, represents the message the word and the witness, let's put it that way. The good news of Jesus. And then with those same two hands together to pray that we would persevere in our faith. That we would give, be a good witness. That others might be attracted to follow Jesus because of the lived example of my life. A prayer to answer, in answer to God's call to heaven, to holiness, to mission, and to God's call to walk that way in mission, in holiness, to heaven, as someone who is married according to the teachings of Christ and his church, or as a religious, or as a, a single person dedicated to the service of, of someone or a cause, or as a priest in the Archdiocese of Dubuque. Why do this? First of all, because we find our true happiness only in living according to God's plan. Secondly, because as St. John Paul II once said, life is something beautiful when it is given to others. So thank you very much for your attention. I join my words to whoever said it before, commending you for spending your Saturday in a, an event like this uh, instead of a you know, baseball game at Local, Lake Okoboji. Um, 
Uh, and I commend you also uh, to the love and intercession of Mary, the Mother of God, uh, that you will remember the message of the good news of Jesus, and that you will be willing and able to share it with others, if not by word, you know, teaching them. Hey, here it is, it's called pinky power. If not by word, then by witness of kingdom living. Commend you to the, to the love and in the intercession of Mary, the mother of God. So let's join together and pray. Remember, O oh most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and eat lunch. <laughs>